Welcome to Second Half Now, a listening experience for the 50-plus generation. Second halfers, boomers, and seniors. The mission of this show is to help people learn how to live a life that matters. This is what adds purpose and fulfillment to our days and helps us make sense of this crazy thing called life. Your host is Dr. Dan Critchett, and the show is all about guests and topics that deal with the challenges and opportunities of real people in today's world. If you want to live a life that matters, Dr. Dan is in the studio now, ready to begin today's discussion. Now, let's join your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. A number of years ago, I, I read a fascinating book by, um, by Barna called The Frog in the Kettle. And the, the story is you put a frog in boiling water, and of course, he's going to jump right out, scared for his life. But if you put a frog in a pan of cool water and heat it gradually, he won't notice the increase in temperature and uh, he'll boil because he didn't really notice the threat that was coming with that hotter and hotter water. And some would say that our culture today is drastically different from 50 years ago, 100 years ago, even way back to our founding days. Our morals are different in our culture today, our values, our character, what we admire and what we find acceptable and desirable has changed so much in our culture today. And it all happens so gradually, really, that we hardly even noticed. And our guest today is one of those who has noticed, answering the question, how are we different from a couple of generations ago, even just going back that far? And why does it matter, the differences that are uh, undertaking in, in our culture? And what are Christians called to do about those changes as we look at our culture and all of the things that are going on. So you are listening to Second Half Now, a radio show and podcast uniquely designed for the age 50 plus generation. And this is where we discuss the things that are important to us in the second half of life. I want to welcome you to the discussion, I invite you to pull up a chair and join us at the table here. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and our mission is stated this way, helping the 50-plus American live a life that matters. In studio today is Pastor Dale Ebel. He's the founding uh, founder and longtime pastor of Rolling Hills Church, a very prominent uh, church in our region, and he's now very actively involved in bringing attention to our shifting culture and doing something about it. So today's title, the, sh the show for today is uh, titled, The Bible Speaks to Today's Culture. Dale, thank you so much for coming in today, and welcome to Second Half Now. Well, thank you, Dan, for having me. We've been waiting, waiting for this. I've known about you, Dale, for many, many years uh, at a distance. Oh. And then we met recently uh, a couple of months ago, and I'm just really delighted to have you here. And, uh, well, thank you. Anxious. It's an honor to be here. Thanks oh, for thank asking you. me. Thank you. We're going to have a good time because we got these really important things to uh, talk about. So, Dale, I mean, you've had a long career in pastoring, mm -hmm. uh, Rolling Hills uh, uh, among them, mm -hmm. and uh, still very active in God's work. And that's what we want to talk about today, because okay. your your focus has kind of gotten crisp mm -hmm. and, and really defined, and mm -hmm. that's what we want to talk about. So I would ask you, like, um, you finished your work at Rolling Hills, uh, at least as uh, senior pastor, and what's on your heart these days? What is yes. it that drives you? What is it that God is uh, leading you uh, to do? And how yeah. are you, Thank you. doing it's a, that? It's a very good question. Yeah. Um, I, I would frame it like this. Um, probably in the last uh, five to ten years, 
uh, I've, I feel like I've had a tremendous illumination and revelation from the Holy Spirit, and that is that the message of our Lord Jesus Christ and the message of the Bible, the whole Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, is tremendously applicable to every area of life. I feel Wait, like I'm gonna, be, uh, yeah, let's yeah. pause right there. I think a lot of people maybe don't think of it that way. You know, they, they thumb through the Old Testament, they look at an old dusty passage and say, well, what could that possibly? That mm-hmm. was for back then. Mm-hmm. But I'm hearing you say that everything, uh, Old and New Testament, um, uh, are really God's message for us today and very relevant to our mm-hmm. culture, what we think, what we believe, how we live, and all that. Is Absolutely. that what you're saying? Absolutely. Great. Completely. Okay. In fact, for, for me, much of Christianity was myopic. Yeah. In the sense that we focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, and if I walk good and humbly before him, mm-hmm. and if I love my beautiful wife, Linda, and my kids, and raise them, and that's basically it. But how, yeah. how do you address the broader cultural issues? And one of the challenges is we have, I believe, in a large part, negated mm-hmm. the Old Testament and the beautiful Torah that is not legalistic, restrictive, prohibitive laws that I can't even begin to obey. Right. The Torah is God's instruction manual yeah. for life. It's his syllabus for how we ought to function individually and collectively. And because we've kind of look at it in one dimension, the New Testament, mm-hmm. and not put the two together, yeah. as a result, we privatized our faith and we are marginalized today. Wow. By and large. Okay, that's very well said. So what you're saying is what God has revealed in the Torah uh, is the best life, right? And Absolutely. I appreciate you putting that. It's and not, not just, just for me individually or right, you individually, right. but for a society, how right. to function. Right. So as we continue to talk, I want our listeners to think about not only what this might mean for them in terms of a, a belief system or affirmations or agreement or faith, but uh, what to do about it? Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to change something about how I see my life um, individually, as you say, Dale, but then also in connection with other people, with my faith community and with the broader culture? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going with mm-hmm. this, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah, Good. you're exactly right. <laughs> I like it. And I think you're kind of passionate about this. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? What uh, What does that lead you to do? What What's your activity? Yeah. Well, because I've been a pastor all, all my life, most of Christianity is what I call attractional Christianity. Right. Come to my event, come to a service, mm-hmm. come to a prayer gathering, okay? Right. And I am a strong proponent that we must take personally, take the message of the kingdom of God out into everyday conversation. Yeah. So the things I'm going to talk about and even the subjects I'm going to talk about, whether it's homosexuality, new tolerance, the role of judges, the environment, evolution. I can honestly say I have talked to non-Christians many times about these subjects and have embraced them concerning those subjects. And overwhelmingly, here's what I hear. that They aren't mad. They aren't defensive. Mm. They go, oh, that really makes sense. Wow. Or, yeah. oh, I never knew that was... I mean, that was actually in the Bible that you can defend yourself with an arm, you know, like a sword or a gun. Yeah. It, it's just intriguing what I've discovered is the richness of the text of Scripture. And when you start communicating it, people then are caught up about the idea. They aren't argumentative towards you or me yeah. because we are followers of Christ. Yeah. 
So what I'm uh, imagining that some of our listeners might be hearing erroneously mm-hmm. is that you would like to drag us back into the 1800s and impose this uh, Puritan, <laughs> you know, culture and morality yeah. and everything else. But it sounds to me as I learn a little bit more about what you're talking about, it is very real, it's very hot, it's very current, and Absolutely. it is taking timeless uh, principles and timeless truths and have them integrate into how we live as Very a culture good, yeah. and as a faith Excellent. community and as families and as an individual. Yeah. Is that is that That's properly exactly said? right? Okay. And I, I love how you summarize it. You're exactly right. A key word there is integration. Yeah. We take what we learn and then we put it into practice. Yeah. And to me, one of the greatest ways is to do that with the non-Christian community. Yeah. And we have to really move against uh, some of the major influences in our culture. Oh, wow. You know, in our education system, I mean, you know, in, in your churches, uh, you know, when youth grow up and, we, you know, we have them all in our youth activities and our Sunday school and everything else, and they go to college, and uh, they start going a different direction, and it doesn't take very long before they're questioning everything That's right. that we felt so strongly about uh, building into their lives. That's right. And, in uh, fact, I think we as a church should be doing a better job of that. I even yeah. suggest at one point we ought to stop traditional youth group at the age of sophomores mm-hmm. and start training them juniors and juniors and, and seniors in yeah. high school how are they going to handle the academic world and yes. to me it's in ideology and physiology yeah not only free relationships mm-hmm. when you go to a secular school or any school right way to college but can you stand up against evolution can you stand up and give an articulate answer about Marxism, which, by the way, is emerging on the campuses around yeah. Uh, America. Yeah. And can we address it from a biblical perspective? Yeah. So uh, you said something about uh, you've talked with a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, unchurched or un, you know, yes. non-faith people, and they have a sort of a curious uh, kind of open-minded mm-hmm. response. What Can you kind of summarize? I mean, you've had multiple conversations. Mm-hmm. What does that – can you give us an idea of how that comes across to a person that wasn't expecting that – it probably it sounds kind of foreign to them. So what is what is that interaction like? Yeah, well, I, I guess I can tell you a couple stories. Yeah. But that, I mean, I have have so many stories. Let me just tell you yesterday. Okay, I have to, I have some physical issues with um, my balance and so forth. I go to a massage therapist. Okay, and she makes the comment to me that um, gosh, as millennials need to be trained on some of these most basic fundamental things of life, of learning responsibility, mm-hmm. of, of learning how to ca- write a check and so forth, and all these very fundamental things in life. And what happens when they they do something wrong, they're irresponsible. And I said, well, you know, it's real interesting. In the Torah, and I've had many conversations with her, okay, the first five books of the Bible. Let me interrupt you right yes. there. Let's make sure that our listeners understand what you mean by the Torah. Yeah, the Torah is the first five books of the Old Testament. Genesis, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Yes, all that old dusty stuff that we never oh, read much anymore, right? Oh, and it's so yes. relevant. In fact, I did yeah. an eight-week seminar, and I titled one session, The Magnificent Torah. Wow. To be honest with you, it's one of the things that breaks my heart the most. Yeah. We have so relegated that to the old dusty right. archive. Right. When it's so rich in talking to people. But anyway, I explained to her, believe it or not, non-Christian person, I explained to her specifically about the concept of indentured servanthood. Mm -hmm. Today, you ask the average person, they'll think the Bible believes in slavery 
and they'll think of it as American slavery. Yeah. And so I just gave an illustration of saying, suppose you steal from me uh, $10,000, right? Well, according to what the Bible says is I ought, you ought to pay me back 10000 plus more. And if you can't do it, you work it off. I'll tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hire you, if you will, <laughs> as, an, as a servant. And you are going to pay me off the 10000 plus two or 3000 more yeah. for my inconvenience. Yeah. She looked at me and she goes, that makes so much it sense. It makes sense, yeah. More about the Torah and its relevance for our culture today when we come back from the break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Do you have aging loved ones who need some help at home? How do you know when it's time to get some assistance? And what are the signs they may not be able to live at home safely? Golden Placement Services specializes in these questions and transitions. They provide professional placement services when it comes time to find a safe, comfortable place for your loved one to live. These are people you can trust, and their services are provided at no charge to your family. Call Diane Delaney at 503-926-2111. That's 503-926-2111. Golden Placement Services. Caring professionals you can trust. Looking for a new home that is affordable, well-built, and only 18 minutes from downtown Portland, then you've got to see the Brunswick Commons condominiums. These great new townhomes are located in the Gateway area and will be completed by November 1st, 2018. Selling for $299.9 with income guidelines for purchase, each home has three bedrooms and two and a half bathrooms. These sturdy and attractive homes are built by Vic Construction Company, an Oregon builder with over 20 years' experience. And at this price, they won't stay on the market for long. For more information, please call Morgan Davis Homes at 503-748-8200. That's 503-748-8200. If you are even thinking about buying or selling a house, you really need to talk to the best in the business. You probably have lots of important questions. After all, it's not just a house, it's your home. Dave Long at 24-7 Properties is the realtor who can answer your questions and provide lots of options. There's no cost or obligation to get his accurate, reliable information that will help you make the decisions that are best for you. Call Dave Long at 503-607-4216. That's 503-607-4216. properties. It's not just your house, it's your home. Hello, Milo. Believes that prevention and proactive thinking are the future of aging with grace and independence at home. We offer regular delivery of healthy, nutritious meals designed by a certified, licensed dietitian. Our meals are chef-prepared and delivered to the home. We also offer helpful home visits by our trained companions who can help with light housekeeping, small helpful tasks, or personal activities such as going for a walk, working a puzzle, or just having a friendly chat. Find out how we can help you or your loved one. Call Milo at 877-243-5928. That's 877-243-5928. Hello, Milo. Promoting grace and independence at home. Want some wisdom about our upcoming election? Pastor Dale Ebel, founding pastor of Rolling Hills Church, has it for you. Go to secondhalfnow.com, hit the contact page, and put in the word election and get that right into us, and we'll get that right out to you. And you've heard from some of our sponsors. They're very important to us. We want to encourage you to look them up on our website. Go to secondhalfnow.com. And go to the Network tab, and you'll see them there. Clickable logos and more information. And we also want to give a big thank you to our other sponsors. Uh, we want to give a big thank you to Jackie B. Peterson with Better, Smarter, Richer. 
do what you love and earn an income doing it. And then Carmen Farmer, enjoyment coach for retirees who want more fun and fulfillment in life. And uh, Jay Tompkins, products and strategies for anti-aging and wellness. And then my good friend and my personal uh, insurance agent, Bob Lum, integrity and service for all your insurance needs. So uh, I just want to say I encourage you to look these people up. We don't sell anything on this show. We don't ask for donations. These are the sponsors that help provide this show for you. So we were talking about the Torah and how relevant and real it is for today. We want to get back into that and move on to some of the real ways that uh, that these uh, principles and truths are applied or can be applied by us uh, in our current culture. So uh, Dale, is there another way? I think I'm looking at a question about the Great Commission, about making the love and truth of Jesus known in our culture. How can you square that maybe with some good words for us about taking the truth of the Torah Very and good. making that kind Very of our good. missional uh, enterprise? Excellent. Good question. In fact, it's interesting. The Great Commission is addressed, notice, go make disciples of all nations. Yeah, yeah. It's all people groups. Right. See, we do a pretty good job of bringing individuals to Christ, but we don't do a very good job of impacting the culture. Yes. And that is actually a cultural command, which is amazing. And over most of my Christian life, I never looked at it. That's a whole different that, view of it, isn't it? It's a whole yeah. different view. Yeah. Then when you think about Torah, which is so wonderful about it, it gives us tremendous answers about so many things in life. Like the role of judges. Do you think that's important today in view of what's going on in our society? In Exodus 18, gives four characteristics that I have memorized and communicated to people standing up characteristics of what a judge or what a leader looks like. What about new tolerance? Mm. Oh my, are we being inundated? Right. It's not just you give me your opinion. You have to believe my opinion. So how do you handle that? Well, Isaiah talks about about that who's for who are the poor and how do you care for the poor deuteronomy 12 deuteronomy 15 in in many ways we are enabling people in their their lack of work ethic but how do you generally care for those legitimate poor Mm. and who are they and what should we be doing that's answered in in torah think about that the whole homosexual issue not only in the new testament of course but in the old testament as well, there's clarification in regard to that particular lifestyle. Now we're faced with gender blending. Oh my gosh, we're yeah. getting indoctrinated in our schools. Yeah. And because we've not been able to articulate, uh, I think, some of these these issues. These are found in Torah. These things that I mentioned to you are found in the Old Testament, the first five books of the Bible, as well as the prophets. Right. And so I'm imagining that some of our listeners just say, well, it's fine for you to know all that. You even know chapter and verse, you know, where to find this stuff. And uh, you have a resource that you have used and you've uh, really grown to love and to cherish and to build your life and your beliefs around that. And maybe we talk about that because we kind of covered the the couple things that we wanted to in terms of the Great Commission, which Jesus says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And you pointed out that group, the people groups, uh, baptizing and teaching and so forth. Uh, And then you're illustrating also how we have kind of gone askew off of that, off of the path from the Torah and from the rest of Scripture also. So tell us about this resource. And I'm learning it for the first time over the last month or so with you. And 
the Founder's Bible. I'm intrigued. Right. So tell what us I'm about that. What I'm trying to do is give you, the audience, a handle yeah. on something that you say, I can go do and learn. The Founder's Bible, which is uh, produced by Wall Builders, the general editor is David Barton. And he has 210 articles in there related to all the variety of subjects that I have talked to you about. In fact, we are so, my wife and I, Linda, are so convinced about this. We are actually paying our 10 grandchildren, probably only nine of them will be able to do it because one has special needs. But we are paying them a dollar an article. I'm actually doing more than that. And then I sit down with them. So they read 10 articles. And our second oldest grandson, Brock, for example, uh, he'll call me up and say, hey, Papa, I've got 10 articles read. Can we sit down? Oh, wow. And I'll t- take an hour and a half to yeah. two hours with him, and I listen to him. I ask questions. He knows about debt, Dan. It's so cool. He knows what the founders believed about yeah. debt. He knows the role the judges are to play. He yeah. knows who are the poor and how to help the poor. Isn't and that tremendous? And in this in this case, he's just a just graduated from high school. Okay, so he's seventeen, eighteen years yeah. old, and he has oh, this rich and he foundation. has this understanding, yeah, yeah. so that he can articulate to his teachers who come uh, against wow. the the yeah. modern concepts. I mean, or or Christianity, right? But that Founder's Bible is worth purchasing. It, oh. it costs a little bit, but you know what? It doesn't cost that much. It's a life seventy five bucks. It's a life changer yes. okay and i would encourage you you can do this as an as an audience i don't care how old you are right now i'm meeting with small groups of young kids junior hires and we're going through the the articles he has two of the best articles on homosexuality and dan almost everywhere i go young people ask me dale what do you think about homosexuality and what do you think the bible says about it I mean, it is so rich to be able to read these articles and then discuss with them. Part of my goal is trying to equip the next generation. And I realize my 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 time here on earth is not as long, right? I'm 71 years old. So I'm trying to impart information so kids can not only affirm the faith, but they can then defend the faith. Yes. And we've not done a real good job of teaching them to defend the faith. The Founder's Bible is worth every single dime. However, you're going to have to study. You're going to have have to to read. read. You cannot assume that this just comes automatically. I've read every single article. I've underlined it. I've marked it up. But you can do this. We are in studio today with Dale Ebel. I want to give you some contact information in case you want to find out more and uh, talk to him directly. We've got a cell number here, 503 for Dale Ebel, 503-957-4547. Have I got that right, That's Dale? That's correct. Okay. And um, if you want to send an email, Dale at, D-A-L-E, Dale at Dale Ebel. There's two E's together there. So mm-hmm. Dale at D-A-L-E-E-B-E-L dot org. You know, Dale, I am sorry to say that we are out of time, and I know that there's a lot of uh, cultural impact uh, that is kind of swaying, uh, you know, our culture and swaying our youth and even our our adults who kind of get drawn into this. They say, "Well, that seems logical. That seems natural." You're exactly and back right. Back to back to the frog in the kettle, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I just want to say, um, 
Uh, we have lots to discuss. Will you come back again? I would like that. Yeah, yes, if you I ask think, me, I would good. definitely like I'm asking you, so okay. we'll set a date right, in because there's Thank so you. much here. Maybe Thank we can you, drill down into some specific issues and kind of build on I that. I would like that yeah, very much. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. So you said that you have one of these Founders Bibles uh, out in your car, and I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to go buy one because you kind of carry them around because yep. that, that's your. It's really a. I a, give them to gr- people that graduate. Yeah, I give them for wedding presents. Yeah. Uh, we Fantastic. love doing it. Yeah, what I like about that, Dale, is that you're uh, taking action on a passion that you have that God has led you to, and I love that. It's life changing. It's culture changing. So listen, uh, folks, we're going to have to go, um, and you can hear this show again uh, on our website, and all of our shows are there at secondhalfnow.com. Uh, click on the podcast uh, tab up on the up on the top, and we are literally heard around the clock and around the world. We want you to visit our sponsors uh, on the network tab on our website, again, secondhalfnow.com, and uh, we are talking with Pastor Dale Ebel. I'll give you just his phone number this time, 503-957-4547. Give him a call, send him a text. That's a cell phone. You can take a text, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, The title of today's show is The Bible Speaks to Today's Culture. Dale, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. You're a great guy. Thank you. If you have questions, uh, folks, just uh, let us know. Go to our contact page on our website, Second Half Now. Helping today's 50-plus American live a life that matters. That's all for now. See you next time. You've been listening to Second Half Now, a listening experience dedicated to helping the 50-plus American live a life that matters. For second-halfers, boomers, and seniors, as we wrap up this episode, we invite you to take action. Step up, get engaged, do something to learn more. Find out what you can do right now to take a step toward living a life that matters. Connect with us on our website, secondhalfnow.com. Learn the many ways you can listen to the show, share it with others, and actually take some steps in the right direction. Think about it. The opposite of living a life that matters is living a life that doesn't matter. Now that doesn't sound very appealing, does it? Go to secondhalfnow.com and let's explore what's next for you.